Welcome to Material, episode 123. It is my favourite episode number in history. Um, I believe we also come out of US Halloween. Is that when scary stuff happens? So I've totally got a scary name prepared. And it's also, at least here in Australia, the first day of November, which is super exciting. So my name is Russell Ivanovich, for those not familiar with me, and I'm joined by... I am Eddie Anatko. And I am Florence Ion. Is it November 1st still over there? It's actually November 2nd. You know, I looked at, okay. I literally looked at my watch I as I was saying that. I had to fact check you on that because yeah. um, I'm pretty sure you're in the future compared to us. That's correct. So and in fact, for, for those people, I know there's a few people on that listen to us that are also iPhone people that have ordered the iPhone X or 10 or however the heck it's pronounced. I'm going to get mine before you because I live in the future. So suck it. Unlike the Google releases, Apple actually wow. releases stuff in here. Like <laughs> wow. Early. Yeah. But you, you, you also live in, live in the future on a continent with spiders that have bodies the size of footballs. <laughs> oh. So you can have you can have the phone a day early. You will be killed on your way to the front door to try to get it. That's right. Because the, the FedEx you, person you put your sneakers it. on without shaking them out violently first. I have actually been bitten by spiders in my sneakers before. That's that's a true story. Don't. I mean, I'm still alive, so that that's a good sign, but it, it has actually happened. So how Great was Spider-Man? Like, before we get into the the crazy crazy Google news, how was Halloween? Is it is it cuz we we see it here in Australia and I'm sure this is true of all of Europe and stuff and we maybe I drive down the street and I see like five people trick or treating cuz people keep trying to start it here but I'm always both proud and a little bit envious when I look at the US and I think like I'm glad we don't have the holiday but at the same time there does seem to be a bit of fun and magic around just knocking on strangers doors and having them give you candy that that just seems awesome. Well, it's gotten a lot bigger than it in the past 10 years. It used to be, oh, isn't it cute? The kids are going door to door. And then you would have like out of like maybe 20 houses, you'd find three, quote, weird, unquote, parents that would greet, that would come up to the door dressed in costume themselves. And then it became basically everybody want, now, 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 and everybody now is like getting in on the act. And they're like little parades sometimes. And yeah, me, me too. I, 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 uh, this Friday, this uh, weekend is uh, Providence Comic Con. And I have a costume I was going to wear at the Comic Con. And because Leo Laporte yesterday, <laughs> I'm sorry, I was about to digress, but and so I was just getting ready, and I'm thinking, oh, gee, I, I, like two out of every three years, like I'm in some sort of a costume, like uh, I just I can't think of it. Then I realized that, oh, you know, the my costume for I'm not, I, I don't have enough time to put on like the costume for Comic Con, but if I take this shirt. And I'm on. I'm in these black pants and the bowler hat from the costume. And all I have to do is like make like a black like ma- black thief sort of mask and a little sign to wear called Henchman Number Three. And I could be like one of the henchmen on like the Batman TV shows with they, they all wear shirts that henchman. And because of, because my my stuffed my stuffed life size Dalmatian doll is usually on the front porch dressed in a little Batman costume to signify <laughs> to people that yes it is yes kids it is worth like the twenty or thirty foot walk from the street to the house because not only does this house have have candy he or she is likely to be giving out full sized bars that is a good sign that you're not going to get an apple or a toothbrush it was it was like a it was I, I thought it was a good team up so yes nice and what about in the Ion residence. Andy has a great house because he gives out full bars. I don't give out full bars, but I do put on a show, or at least I try to. I did put like <laughs> I bought cheap zombie heads from the dollar store and I put them in the window, and then I, you know, like 
cover IoT now. So, of course, I have all these connected bulb ecosystems I'm testing <laughs> simultaneously. <laughs> so I'm, you know, like, hmm, let's see. I'm going to turn them all red. I'm, oh, I'm going to test Google Assistant and turning them all red. And, uh, yeah, so apparently it was a hit with the kids. I was not here because I was uh, doing all about Android. But when I got home... My friend had texted me, my very good friend, she had texted me that I needed to ask Google for a spooky or to do some, ah, shoot, I forgot what I said. I tweeted it. So if you want to know exactly what I said, go to read my Twitter at oh, that flow. Um, and after I said that, it immediately turned all the light bulbs that were connected red, the ones that were colored. Um, it changed the Chromecast on the living room TV to this YouTube video. And it took over the smart speaker. Uh, I'm <laughs> testing the JBL Link 20. So it took over that smart speaker and used that as an additional um, an additional speaker. And so I had like this simultaneous like stereo audio thing going on just because I had said this command to the Google Home to the JBL speaker. It was really cool. I was <laughs> I was fully just like this is ridiculous because I have just I've had to set all of this up and this took me time but that was just completely worth it. <laughs> just, it was so cool. I'm Google needs to do more of that because I'm that dork who wants to like do that. <laughs> no, I we we are, we are many of us that dork. I one 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 year I decided I decided be I think it was like the second year of the Raspberry Pi or at least the first year that I was doing like more than basic stuff with it and so I again one of those my brain being unhelpful give me giving me a great idea the day before when it really could have happened like making weeks in advance it's like gee I, ha I have this salvaged like bank of like really huge LED displays that I got like at the uh, MIT flea market years ago like how hard would it be to like have like a sort of like a counter that the, uh, instead of a doorbell they'll be pushing this big button that will update the counter and basically tell them you are now visitor number and yeah you want to and you want and because and now you can have a webcam so you can see them coming so you can make sure that like the spooky effects are happening as they're walking and so many things that if i if i didn't have like a real job if i like had won like the powerball lottery so i can do i can spend the entire month of october just planning on the eight hours or the three hours of experience i'm going to give visitors to the house it, you can really do some amazing stuff these days so we love Halloween, Russell. Yes, I've noticed. I've really noticed. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> so don't pity us. No, no, I'm, I'm not pitying you. Holy. I just want to be clear before we end this segment because I did upset a few people last week with my rant about dates. The surprise, claiming that something is superior to America upset one or two people. There was people agreeing with me as well. There was programmers writing in uh, to tell me all about how putting the year first is smart because that works with sorting and how everyone should just be in UTC oh, and whatever. Yes. I'm, not, I'm not even going to go there on this podcast, but I will go here. Speaking of international things that are now in Australia. Uh, that's big. I'm holding the Pixel 2, the non-XL model. Um, we, oh, ew. It, yeah. looked, it looks huge the on the XL. camera, doesn't it? Is, is it because of the mine. bezels, the giant bezels? Is that what confused you? It does you? look huge on camera. <laughs> <laughs> it is so we, we talked about this on last show Flo obviously already had both phones I won't spend a lot of time on this I just want to give you my obviously obviously because Flo is the professional <laughs> and I'm just an amateur but I will, I will give you my, my amateur feedback on this is it we so for testing we had to buy both the X 
XL, the Pixel 2 XL and the Pixel 2 non-XL. Um, in terms of all the screen issues and stuff, there's definitely a few sort of tinty issues. I haven't seen any burn-in on the XL model. Um, it, it's, it is a good phone. It's still a good phone if, if you have a pre-order out for it and you're sort of on the fence. I, I'd say like feel free to let it come and see what you think of it. Um, my pro tip would be if you happen to have both of these for some reason because you're insane, don't put them next to each other because the Pixel 2 screen does look slightly better. So whatever Samsung panel in here it is in here is a little bit nicer, but it's not, to be fair, it's not noticeable. Like unless you have the two things sitting next to each other, you'd I don't think you'd ever sort of see that stuff. Um, the other two quick things I want to say about this phone is it's, I got the black model because we apparently aren't good, for, uh, good enough for Panda here in Australia. Um, obviously, pandas are native to China, so maybe that's why we don't get them. But it's really grippy. I like that. It's it's quite sort of grippy on the back, and it feels like if you were the kind of person who is on the fence about going caseless, you could potentially go caseless with this because there is a fair amount of sort of grip there. I'm shaking around in my hand now. And the last that's brave. That is brave. I agree. Um, <laughs> the last thing I want to say is it both both of these phones feel incredibly light. So for those of you that are used to things like um, you know the Galaxy Note or the the new iPhone eight that has a, an all glass back and stuff, or even the Essential phone, those are really hefty hefty feeling phones. The first thing you get when you pick up a. Uh, both the Pixel 2 and the Pixel XL is this feeling of, wow, this is lighter than it feels like it should be and it's it's actually really nice to, to hold. It doesn't feel like it's going to go, I'm literally throwing it around right now, threatening to smash it, but it, it doesn't feel like it's going to come flying out of your hand. It's a nice nice sort of grip. Have you gripped it? Have you squeezed it? I have squeezed it. Are you would, squeezing it? <laughs> the problem is... So Are you on actively the, squeezing your phone? I love to squeeze phones. Um, there's a controversy for you. So the thing is on the... The XL version, it feels like the most natural thing in the world to squish your phone because there's no buttons in the way, right? But I, I don't think I have particularly big hands. But if you have a look at where my hands are sitting, there's a there's a volume button here and it, it is really hard to squeeze this phone because you actually have to take a few fingers. This is the smaller phone I'm talking about because you have to take a few fingers off the phone and that feels really unnatural. Flo's doing it right now as well. Do you, do you squeeze yours, Flo? Well, I have a case on mine, so it doesn't really work the way you're oh, supposed okay. to. Because I, well, because the thing is, I purchased this and I'm going to use it for a year and then I'm going to sell it next year. So I, you know, I just got rid of the really blue Pixel XL. Bon voyage, safe travels. <laughs> I've wished it well. Everyone bless it and pray for it to continue forward. Um. <laughs> I, I have one other tiny little rant that I just want to just cover quickly in case anyone from the Google Home team is listening. So I believe it was the same in the US. It was it was like this here in Australia where if you bought either of these phones, it actually came with a free um, Google Home Mini, which is cool. I still don't have my redeeming code. Oh, we didn't even code. need a redeeming code. It was just in Google. the store. It came wrapped in the same packaging. I'm like, this is really cool. I, I plugged it in at home. I got really excited. I'm like, I could use another Google Assistant. So I actually put it on top of my... Um, fridge in the kitchen because I found sometimes you're trying to set timers, you're trying to yell at the one like on the other side of the room, it's not hearing you properly. The the most baffling thing in the world happens though is that you if you set a timer on one of the homes, only that home has the timer. So you've got two homes in your home, if that makes sense. They're, they're separated by some distance, but they don't know about each other's timers. So the really weird thing is if you're facing out of the kitchen and you try and talk to the Google Home behind you, the one on the other side of the room actually hears you. It sets a timer and then you ask the one behind you, hey, how much time left in the timer? And it's like, oh, what timer? What the heck are you talking about? And yeah. I'm signed in with the same account on both. Like it does the whole, I've put them in a group so that they, they play music together and all that sort of stuff. But from reading all the product forums and everything else, it doesn't seem like they've implemented it so that the timers are you know, based in the cloud or whatever and synced across them, which I know that sounds really petty and minor, but it's super annoying, super annoying. No, I had that problem with setting, like I would set 
an alarm to take yeah, a nap. Yeah, same do. <laughs> you know, and then I didn't wake up. And it turns out it's because I had my phone on in the room as well. So the phone had picked it up. But for some, yeah, it got like, because I have a Google Home in the in my bedroom. So. Yeah. And the weird part about all happened. this, it actually, reckon, one of them recognizes that the other one has heard you better. You can see it happening if you kind of stand between them and say the, the keyword, which I won't say. You can see that the one that thinks it has the, the better or the first sort of signal actually processes the transaction. The other one doesn't. So they're aware of each other somehow, but they don't seem to be aware enough to actually sync some of that information across. Yeah, that's absolutely right. There's a, I, I, the, I think the reason why I'm sticking with uh, am, the Amazon solution to this, you said not <laughs> saying the, the hot word, uh, is because every time I I don't understand why if I when I have the Google Home set up if I say okay Guillermo it's like now my phone which is almost always within reach has to answer that as well as opposed to realizing that not only I mean this phone not only knows that it's home it's at my house because of the Wi-Fi because of geolocation it can also see these other Google Home devices on the network. It should real. There should be some way of at least if there, even if there's like a half second delay, while all the Google Home devices that have heard this negotiate to say, "Oh, well, I'll get, I'll, I got it." Just like, just like if you grew up in the '80s, like when the phone rings when you your siblings and your mother all, like, "I got it, no, I got it, I got, don't pick up, I got it, I got it." It's like, just don't annoy me. It's like make yourself useful. <laughs> oh, one other thing I actually I forgot. And I, I, I said I wasn't going to say anymore, but I will say one more thing about this phone. I've been playing with Google Lens. So this is the thing where you can take an existing yeah. photo. I or, forgot about that. Yeah, something that the camera sees, <laughs> press the little button, and it does this bloopy, bloopy animation where it puts little dots on your screen. Um, I found that really inconsistent. Like I'll point it at things and I'll be like, I don't know what that is. And sometimes they're, they're pretty damn famous things, like you know, monuments. Like I had a picture of the White House on my phone. And I'm like, hey, Google Lens, what is this? And it's like, yeah, I don't know. Is that is that some kind of like beach house or something? I'm you like, tell me. What? <laughs> what is that? Some kind of beach house? That's... Well, I mean, I don't know with the current administration. <laughs> oh, you went, you went <laughs> there, Flo. I'm gonna I'm gonna scroll back. I'm gonna find this photo Sorry. right now. Flo, that that was that, that was that that was out of line. After after that made no sense. After all, you can't play golf on a beach. <laughs> what what would the president be doing there? All right, so this this is your president's abode. Don't ask why I have a picture of this. I'm, I'm pressing the the Google Lensy button. See, it's doing that little bloop, bloop, bloop animation, and it's like, oh no, I got this wrong. It actually says National Christmas Tree. What is a National Christmas Tree? The National Christmas Tree is in the is in the backyard of it's on the south lawn, I think, um, of the White House. So it's in proximity. Yeah, maybe it wasn't as wrong as I thought it was then. Oh, actually, actually, hold it up again. It might, it might be exactly right. Hold it up again. I actually just realized there's, there's two buttons. One of them is White House. Oh yeah, isn't that the backyard? Yeah, that's it, that would have been taken probably like only like ten or twenty yards away from where the national Christmas tree actually is. Um, so maybe it was using geo. Maybe it was using the the location tag to spot where it was taken, as opposed to tell me what this is a picture of. All right, but mm -hmm. he, here's one that absolutely didn't work. There's the Washington Monument, I believe that's called, right. and it's just like this is an obelisk, and I'm like, I guess it's an obelisk, but it's a specific okay, kind well, of obelisk. I'll, I'll give. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll give it. I'll I'll give it. A, I'll, I'll give it a mulligan on that one because what what listeners don't know is that it was in com almost complete shadow. So it could have been Cleopatra's needle in in uh, <laughs> uh, in Central Park. It could have been. 
I don't know any. It could have been almost any obelisk anywhere. All right, la- last one for you. What what about this? I've got I've got a little squirrel on my phone mm, here. It's uh, he's a he's a cute little squirrel. I'm going to press this button. He or she. I shouldn't assume this squirrel's gender. And it says grass, which is correct. The squirrel is standing yep. on grass, but potentially there's something more interesting at the center of that photo. All I'm trying to say is oh the God. system is not perfect it's yet. So funny. <laughs> It still it's has like, a lot you, to learn. You could see that it's like try. It's oh, it's so bad. It's like the kid who is trying, and you're like, "Honey, you did. You were close. You weren't there." But I want to. Oh. You want to like pat it on the head. You're like, "Yeah, there's grass. Exactly. That's good. Definitely grass there." No, that's 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 it's, it's like the old joke about engineers, where it's like you're you're someone is a cast of, is like their 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 boat is like a drift, and like they're 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 lost at sea, and a helicopter comes and they yell, "Where where are we?" And the the helicopter yells down, "You're in the ocean," and then it flies away. <laughs> Say, "Yeah, thank you very much. That's the, you're technically correct, but." Perhaps there was some insight into the nature of the question that you could have inferred by the fact that I'm in an orange lifeboat with no provisions. Exactly. And for those that are wondering and want to see some of these pictures, I will put the the picture of Alan Alan the squirrel in the show notes. So you can decide for yourselves whether the lens uh, should have picked that up or not. I I personally feel like it should have. Are you you disappointed only that it didn't specify that it was a squirrel or that it didn't know it was Alan? Yeah, well, right. Some Alan I mean, stuff would have been next level. In fact, had it linked me to some YouTube videos and stuff for those British comedians or whoever did that original video, that would have been pretty cool. But <laughs> I mean, squirrel, squirrel would have been good enough, I think. <laughs> Judges would have accepted squirrel. <laughs> well, so I, I so I'm uh, I'm in a small adventure. I'm uh, I'm moving soon, uh, yeah. and so. Uh, so today was my my first day. I'm I'm, I'm going to be living in both places for like a for a little while. Hmm. So basically, now I have <laughs> now I have that wonderful sensation where like when my own actual house is way too messy, I can go to my new like office slash house and say, I rather than just clean up the bedroom, I think I'm going to take a ten minute bike ride and just sleep in a clean apartment. Uh, but yeah, so it's empty to the walls. And so I'm uh, had my I had the, my first day of of tenancy, so to speak, in this place. And so I was there to again to pick up the keys and have a chat with the landlord about putting nails up and stuff like that. Um, and then did my actually did my first piece of work in the new office was doing the show notes for this very very episode. Hmm. Um, and and then also taking also thank you very much. I'm, I'm also ta- <laughs> also taking some measurements because I need to buy some furniture uh, to set it up the way I, I wanted to. But then I realized that wait a minute I should take photospheres of like all the rooms in here so that when I'm <gasps> oh. back when I'm back home I can and I'm looking at the IKEA store app because there's free shipping until for the next couple of days I'll probably be doing a lot of IKEA ing it's like I can actually turn around and say oh yeah that's right I need a I need something there should be something in the space between these those two windows that'd be the perfect place for like all the consumables and paper and stuff like that where where is is there a billy that's only 11 and a half inches wide uh and it really it, it really got me thinking billy? about Except Billy, <laughs> can I get a witness and a Billy? Uh, oh, believe, believe me, believe me when you when you realize that you're probably going to be doing some shopping at IKEA. These names don't seem so stupid anymore That's because true. I don't want to. I don't want an Urkooks. I want a Billy. The Urkooks <laughs> has the feet, which means that dust can get underneath it. I don't want to have to dust underneath the Urkooks. I want the Billy yeah. that has the little fascia board that that seals the entire thing off. But but really, it's these. It's 
in the in two, let's say two years from now when augmented reality really is like actually here, it really gave me a peek into how much I'm going to like it because number one, the, the photosphere is good, but the photosphere works best when things are not necessarily like uh, 10 feet away. So there's a couple places where the, 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 you're taking a series of pictures that where they don't really line up properly because you're the, you're, you're a little bit too close for it to work that way. But I could really see myself two years from now in an augmented reality app where it's not, and you think I'm about to say, and you're using Ikea to place test place furniture there. Yes. I'm going to, when my, when my iPhone 10 comes, I'm probably going to do that whole thing again, just to see how it works. But I'm talking about things like uh, the, after, after I took the photosphere, uh, I took a whole bunch of other photos, which is uh, essentially the ends of a tape measure Hold, being held up at certain places so I didn't have to write them down. So, okay, here's how much space there is like between the window and this heater that I can't move. Here's the space between these two doors. Imagine in augmented reality being able to simply just in a, in a web app with their mouse cursor saying, what's the difference between this click and this click? Like this is 79 inches. Great. How wide are the, how wide are the moldings here? Click, click. That's three inches. And all the stupid stuff we have to do manually, it seems like it's a great opportunity to give me answers and make me very, very happy that I own a Google product. Yeah, this would make one of those amazing ads, Andy, where you're like, has this ever happened to you? And I'm just picturing this this scene in Andy's house where he's taking a photosphere and there's like maybe 12 people dressed in complete black just holding up like tape measures to, to try and hide the fact that they're there and they're just like measuring all the different bits of the house and Andy's doing his photosphere thing and these people are just, you know, invisible in the background. And it could be like if this has been you, you know, you've had to hire 12 people to do this job, you can now replace these 12 people with this app. That, that would be super cool. I think I think the commercial would, ha- would, would have to have a Aaron shot Black of – Flow, they're holding tape measures. Come on, work with me here. Oh I no! Thought, okay. see, I, I thought I thought, I thought they were like Blue Man Group was 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 something. Yeah, I was my, just, my we were all on different planes there. Sorry. Maybe they're wearing green, so you could green screen them out. I don't really know. Well, no, there's a, it's a it's a black and white shot of like me using fumbling with that horrible old like uh, old uh, tape measure, and then of course the tape measure snaps back and slaps me in the wrist, and I go ooh ah in pantomime ooh ah, and then freeze framing freeze frames like uh, just as I'm in the middle of a ooh. <laughs> That's a forget that. Use the new. La- I, I will. I will. I also need to admit that I'm. I don't need one of those laser tape measures. But now I'm like sort of like maybe this is a good, a good excuse to get a laser tape measure. Yeah, you don't oh, need a la- yes. Think of all think of all the pictures I'm going to be hanging. I need a laser tape measure and a laser level. But to to this day, there is still it. nothing cooler than lasers. I'll stand by that. I've seen a builder using one yes. of those laser tape measure things, and I'm just like. I don't know how much these things cost, but I want one. I want it. I have a strange feeling that augmented reality, at least on a smartphone, is going to find its limit where it comes. It's going to find its limit as a utility, if that makes sense. Because I'm just trying to think about like any other enjoyable experience with a phone. And like games are kind of just whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like I think they're fun for kids because kids – can kind of contribute to that imagination and really get into it. But I feel like as an adult, I don't really have as an adult <laughs> with, with a job and with responsibilities and <laughs> contributing to the machine. Uh, I don't have the luxury of being able to spend that much time like immersed in something as maybe a kid would um, like in that sort of thing. I don't know. Maybe I'm speaking. I don't know. I'm just thinking 
about like what else besides measuring that AR could be used for. And I'm, I'm, oh, I'm I, mean, I, I, I love the idea of Google Maps having an AR mode where you just simply hold up the phone and you just see, look, what if we were to put a big pulsating arrow pointing in the direction on the street that you need to go with a yellow brick line from starting from your feet and going on the sidewalk showing you, no, idiot. When I said, when I said go north, I meant don't go south. I meant go this away all right google maps we need ar and google maps that's it that's the next thing that's going to be the winning ticket google you heard it here first yeah google once you can figure out the whole magnet thing because if you've ever been in a big city the one time you're in a big city and you're lost because i don't live in a big city and you're like oh which way do i go and the magnet's like bloop 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 and doesn't matter which phone you have you're like i don't know i'm pointing it this way and it's pointing away from the street and it's like maybe if they'd stop putting magnets in our heads (laughs) I'm not. I, I'm not joking. After I do, I do so much travel that, and I rely on Google Maps to get like from the train, a train station to a meeting. So many yep. times, at some point, I got so frustrated that I think I was actually in a coffee shop after the meeting that I went on to Amazon and I bought like five, like ten dollar pocket uh, pocket compasses. Wow! And so I have an actual, not a digital one. I have an actual magnetic compass, like oil filled like the compass in every one of my bags, so that worst comes to worst. And uh, yeah, you're right because the, the compass inside the phone you don't know if it's working whereas so something would have to happen to the intrinsic magnetic field of the earth in order for this not 39 cent but 10 dollar compass to not be pointing uh, to magnetic north and so that's like no just tell me where north is great i'm 30 percent of the way <laughs> so all right i noticed andy or Flo uh, has dropped something else into the show notes which I'm wondering if this gets you excited about AR and VR flow, poly.google.com. So Google's released a whole bunch of um, uh, 3D models that people can use in their their apps and sort of experiences and things that they're making. Like, does this get you any more excited that people could be dropping some of this stuff into like AR and, and VR apps? I did paste that in at last second because I, re- I realized that went public kind of recently this week or something, yesterday maybe. Yeah, it looks really cool. Well, there's an anatomy figure. <laughs> Always useful. Um, there's an eagle and a sand castle. Um, these are cute. <laughs> not, <laughs> not entirely. Sh- they're cool to look at. I am not a developer, so I can't speak to where I would use these things. But my husband did link me to this today. It it excited him, and he's kind of into game development and things of the sort. So I think I think there's. There's something that excited him there to share with me. So perhaps I should have asked, but I haven't really talked to him today. <laughs> I was playing with it earlier today. It's kind of like a thingiverse for basic 3D. No, we're not talking about incredibly detailed 3D objects that you can download uh, from the Smithsonian site. But we're talking about, again, like sort of like, nine, let's say, 2004 video game style models of, like again, the eagle, the things, uh, hamburgers and stuff like that. And it's not just for developers. It's very although Katamari you... Damacy. Excuse me? Sorry. Oh, yeah. It's very oh, sorry, yes. Katamari Damacy. <laughs> sorry. And this, well, you, you, you've you pinpointed exactly my knowledge of console gaming, where I can recognize what you're okay. talking about, but <laughs> no way would I have been able to pronounce it. <laughs> well, nobody said that name in, in a, quite a while, to be fair. <laughs> so... 
but yeah, it's 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 cool because you can you can it will save you an animated GIF uh, or I don't know if you can save like a it's a you have a 3D web based viewer so you can zoom in zoom out like rotate around it whatever so but essentially if you would like even if you're just doing a uh, like a Christmas card f- uh, photo, and you're oh, thinking yeah. it would be it would be nice to have like a, again an eagle on the top of mom's head, instead of getting clip art of an eagle and just like dropping in there. You could make sure it's all rotated and like make and and uh, facing exactly that way and looking at your son and, and whatever. Uh, uh, and uh, yeah, and you you can download the the object the OBJ file so that if you've imported it, you can import it into Photoshop. I'm guessing where you get not only uh, this po- this polygony looking video game. Actually, no. Here's here's I will date myself like Virtua Fighter, like the yes. first version of the arcade game. Uh, even older, but much better, much better than the uh, Dire Straits mo- uh, Money for Nothing video. Anyway. I do, but I digress. <laughs> so, Virtual so, yeah, so, would be so, the other one. That polygon sort of style of yeah. That blew me. That kind of blew me away. Yeah. When I first saw it. it was Back like, in the day, that was like living in, I was in the 1990s. I was living in the future. Um, but yeah, so 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 you could import it into like any uh, graphics program that supports uh, 3D object files, and then actually light it differently and do cool things with it. It's a they they're not necessarily using it as a. Here is a resource for developers so much as here is a central repository for 3D objects that anybody can download and use anywhere. Uh, already, there are some third parties who've uploaded their own experiments. Uh, and I quickly learned, here's how you search for just the ones that have been uploaded by Google, i.e. the ones that are really, really good, as opposed to, hey, look, I learned how to make a box in this graphics app. I know, I'll I'll make a snowman <laughs> Aww, using three on. boxes. And- <laughs> Okay, if if I know if I know that this person is eight years old, I will say good on you. Great. It's just uh, I, maybe maybe it is a sense of entitlement. But there are times where I'm doing this like a, at the New York Comic Con. I want to see what people's like photos of of Comic Con are because I didn't if I didn't get to go. And so I will do. I'm great. Oh wow, good. Oh, wow, good costumes. And then I'll see somebody who like was in. Uh, cleared out their memory card and rather than tagging each photo individually they decided let's see this is pictures of the trip to yosemite and nana's birthday party and new york comic-con oh and uh, that bike trip i took and so they'll tag all of these thousand photos with all of those tags so i'm looking at a thousand pictures of a very lovely 73 year old woman blowing up candles on her cake god bless her she looks great and I not even looks great for seventy three. She looks great, but it's like I, I didn't search for grandma's wedding, birthday pictures. I was searching for so yes. There's a sense of entitlement that this thing I got for free that I was able to get with a simple search. I was not getting the things that I wanted. So you're right. You're you're well to call me on my whatever it is that. So very very quickly before we move on, I just want to ask very quickly if you're on the poly.google.com page. And you see the little hamburger, the cheeseburger. Ooh. Is that in the right order in that 3D rendering? So what we have is the bun, the lettuce, the tomato, the cheese, followed by the patty, followed by another slice of cheese, followed by another slice of lettuce, and then enclosed in the bottom bun. This is literally the most controversial topic of our time, Flo, that you've just you've just waded us into. So over for those who 
who aren't in the know, just very quickly over the weekend, uh, this past weekend, there was a little controversy happening on Twitter <laughs> about um, the hamburger emoji and, or the cheeseburger emoji and how uh, the the order of how everything is stacked for each different emoji set. So Google's emoji apparently has the cheeseburger stacked differently than Microsoft's and Apple's. <laughs> um, and Sundar Pichai even tweeted how how terrible this is and how it must be taken care of. It's so important. And the news outlets even like reported on it like, oh, Sundar Pichai, this is the cheeseburger, must be fixed. I don't know if it's been fixed and I didn't even, I mean... Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> you know. <laughs> you feel, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I wish he would learn to delegate. That he's got, he he's got. Even even if he wasn't going to be, his company wasn't going to be testifying in front of Congress two days after this. You should say, you know what? I'm well, I'm glad you flagged this for my attention. I want I trust you to find the right person to respond to this, and if there's a problem, to deal with it. I really feel no need. Um, it's. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all for the controversy. Um, I, I feel like they've gone a bit overboard. They've got lettuce top and bottom cheese. They've tried to go symmetry. I think you got lettuce top and bottom. You kind of got cheese as the next layer. Then only one layer of tomato, which I approve of because symmetry. Tom, That's is the a good worst. point. Tomato is the worst. It's very important. But I, I feel, rendering. and this this is the most controversial opinion I've ever put onto Twitter. I feel like that a that a good burger has like you know has a patty, has cheese, has lettuce, has tomato. A great burger. Doesn't have lettuce or tomato. You just take those things out. You just and if the burger's really good, you just you just don't need them. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to offend like millions of I don't people. Know. But I, I I don't disagree with you. It but it means that 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 burger is gonna have to be spot on. That, yeah. That 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 announces that you feel very confident about the the quality of the meat, the blend that you the the amount of fat you've put into it, the amount of char you've put into it, how well you've cooked it. When you're saying that, I don't think that i i believe that lettuce and tomatoes are actually quite pleasant as as can cheese and bacon be however delete them and you're saying that you're putting all the focus on it's a it's it's a it's a hal holbrook uh one man show of uh, of mark twain like okay if he's if he's if he sucks or is even just okay <laughs> that's all you get it's not like there's someone else coming along to play the part of edgar Allan poe to sort of you know be the bread and the acting sandwich there. Yeah, to, to quote like every cooking show that I've ever seen, there's nowhere to hide on this plate. You know, you just get the core yes. essential ingredients and there's just nowhere to hide. Or as Tim Gunn would say in Project Runway when someone is showing a, a simple A-line dress, well, you know, if it's going to be this simple, the tailoring has to be impeccable. The fit <laughs> has to be flawless. And this is a very tricky material you've chosen. <laughs> I, I go, go if if you can defend this to the judges, I have every confidence in you. So, so Flo, you, you brought us into this. So do, do you want to round us out with what what the perfect combo would be? Like, what do you think Google should change it to? Um, honestly, I think everybody needs to just adopt the Minnesota Juicy Lucy. Put the American cheese or the sorry the cheddar cheese. Stuff it in the hamburger patty. Throw it on the grill. Put it between two pieces of bread and shove it in my mouth. 
Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. I can get on board with that. The one problem is the, the very first time I had a Juicy Lucy, I think it's it's known as that apparently. Like I didn't know I didn't know what that was. So I got it like fresh from the, the, the kitchen. Cows named Lucy. Okay, cows were called Lucy, fair enough. And I got it from the kitchen and I just bit straight into it because I had no idea that there was molten cheese on the inside and I burnt yeah, like the roof of my perfect. mouth so badly. I learned my lesson pretty quick though. And that, that's what I've only seen it on uh, on the Food Network. One of those yelling, screaming, shouting people like touring diners and dives and stuff like that. And that's what occurred to me that you bite you bite into it and all this stuff flows out. And I'm not sure that that would be a pleasant dining experience for me. I I don't like I I, I have so much respect for a really great sandwich because it's not it's it's also it's not just the flavors it's also the architectural assemblage of it that if you, if you have a sandwich that holds together and does not doesn't fall apart in your hands when you're halfway through it and does not like make a big honking mess all over your hands. It's not like a, there's this chain, what is it, the, the five napkin burger or the six napkin burger? Like I don't I want one napkin. I want a one napkin burger where I don't have to <laughs> I don't have to like I, I don't look like I just delivered a child without wearing surgical gloves. That oh, I don't oh want that God. kind of a mess all over my I did not think that that meant a mental image. Oh, Andy, Andy, Andy. <laughs> we have a new sponsor, the Juicy Lucy uh meat company. Oh, so Lucy. I'm sorry. I was trying to ease us into a transition into our wonderful new food sponsor, but maybe they're not going to give us our money now. <laughs> I was hoping you'd go with Goosey Lucy. But this episode of Material is brought to you by one of our many returning sponsors, which is Linode this week. Uh, Linode has. Fu- you see that? You see that the, the 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 Juicy Lucy people like you 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 raised the protest, but we managed to sell that ad space in what eight seconds? Yeah, that's how much our ad slots are in demand. We could okay? l- literally set this entire podcast on fire, and we'd still fill these ad slots. That's how popular we all are. the customers that are going to be coming to Linode this week. They could have been your customers, Juicy Lucy people. Let this hang, let this be on your head. I'm sorry, I'm interrupting. Go ahead. <laughs> No, no, that's all right. It's not making it hard to read this out at all. So Linode has fast and powerful hosting options uh, that you can get set up in seconds. Their tools are easy to understand and they let you choose your resources and Linux history, giving you the power and flexibility you need. And as regular listeners will know, uh, Linode plans start at just $5 a month and that gets you a Linux server with one gigabyte of RAM in the Linode cloud. So whether you're getting started with your first server or you're deploying some kind of complex system, uh, Linode is the right choice of you. They offer the fastest hardware and network with fantastic customer support behind it all. They guarantee 99.9% uptime, so it's their job to keep all the machines running. You don't have to worry about that. Uh, once your server is up, they keep it that way. And Linode is great for things like you might want to host a large database, you might want to run a mail server, you might want to run a private Git server, you might want to any sort of powerful application you want to run in the cloud, just check it out. So if this sounds like something that interests you, you're like, yeah, I want one gigabyte of RAM for $5 a month or I want to go all the way up to 16 gig for $60 a month. Uh, as a listener of this show, if you go to linode.com, L-I-N-O-D-E.com slash material, you'll not only be supporting us, but you get $20 towards your first plan. This also, also comes with a seven-day money-back guarantee, so nothing to lose. Again, go to linode.com slash material to learn more, sign up, and take advantage of that $20 credit or use the promo code material2017 at checkout. So we want to thank Linode so much for supporting the show. Um, I'm, again, I'm sorry about the imagery. It's just that I've, I, 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 had a, I had a really tasty but really messy sandwich last Friday, and I'm, I think I'm still like cleaning up the mess. I think it's actually appropriate, nice. Andy, because the next topic I'm looking at here in the show notes is extremely dry. Like It's, it, it's a really good like transition, <laughs> I think. We, we've given people the fun, sort of exciting chat, and now we can get to the, the serious stuff. 
Yeah, oh it's it's like well, apparently the the Ruskies uh, had their had their had their thumbs in the American electoral pie, so to speak. He's not uh, true. And false allegations. Is 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 is. I've just said the word is 11 times. That's Damn how it. much, that's how forcefully. Can I just say the beauty of us going into this, the three Slavs are mixed. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If anyone <laughs> should be European. biased, it's us. Nothing happened here. <laughs> yes. I don't know what you're talking about. It's a wonderful country. Okay, look. Good there's people. A, there's a reason why our forefathers <laughs> ran as far the hell away from that godforsaken hellhole of anti-freedom and not justice as we possibly could. Also, none of us live there anymore, which is also telling. But anyway, we should, we should get to the story. Okay, we'll get to the story. Uh, yes, so we're, <laughs> we are talking. So uh, November 1st, uh, essentially everybody, Google, Twitter, and the five families of uh, social media, uh, was uh, gave their t- gave some testimony before Congress. They, no charges, no nothing serious. They're just like, we want your butts in here to answer a whole bunch of questions and tell us. Give us some information that we're going to need as we continue to figure out what happened uh, with the 2016 presidential election. Uh, Now, Google also backed that up by releasing its research uh, in the form of a blog post and also a PDF you can download and read. Uh, Their position is that uh, they did identify some suspicious users based on – oh, dear, I'm going to have to (laughs) – I'm sorry. There's the there's a beautiful like uh, 3D animated GIF of uh, a GIF of Wonder Woman that is oh sorry the hell out. no 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 I'm, I'm so saying it's sorry so, it's so it's so good that I meant like... to put it in there to help us through the next part of this podcast. I'm so sorry I made it during the ad. Uh, this I'm is sorry. What you can I'm do sorry. Let's just should I, should I should I point out that this is we 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 really have a lot of gratitude to Russell. If next, well, uh, let's put something on the on our Google calendar like for next year. That next year, like a uh, next year, it's Russell's show. We'll just be hanging. The Americans who have spent the past twelve hours eating candy, we're st- we're all full of like sugar and preservatives and like food coloring, and that's Coffee. why Flo and I are having trouble. But. I will. I will get. I'll We're put Halloween on my serious hungover, face. Russell. I'm so sorry. Ooh, does that, is there that a candy go. thing? It's a thing. Full of candy. I'll get you on hungover. I'm still. I'm still high on the fumes from my uh, David Bowie Aladdin Sane face makeup. I, I can't uh, get over this quote at the bottom. I just to quickly interrupt. It says Facebook yes. stretch said the campaigns of Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton spent a combined 81 million dollars on Facebook advertising during the 26. Teen presidential can, uh, contest. Sorry. So if you think, oh, this isn't relevant or whatever, Facebook's a tiny platform. No one cares. That's somewhere my niece is on or something. Like this, this is a huge platform that people spend millions of dollars advertising on. This is a big deal. And Google is the same. You know, Google AdWords and their various other platforms. Well, they're again. Their report is saying that they were. Here's the results of their own research: is that they don't feel as though. Uh, they were being used that way. Uh, they identified on. They actually broke it down by service. Uh, for YouTube, uh, they found 18 suspicious channels that would be channels that were operated by people known from other services to be up to no good. Uh, they said that they posted eight, eleven, eleven, and eleven hundred oh eight videos uh, that were public, political, and in English, and only three percent of those had more than five thousand views. Not, they didn't seem to be targeted towards the United States or any particular political group. Uh, they wound up uh, suspending the suspicious accounts 
Anyway, uh, they also reviewed videos that were posted by RT, the Russia-owned news agency, and they didn't find any violations or evidence of manipulation uh, there. Uh, Google search, here's the quote, we found no evidence that state-linked or state-funded actors used improper methods to boost their ranking. So obviously the only people on the internet trying to do business on the internet that have not taken that weekend seminar at a Ramada Inn on how, how to do search engine optimization are the people associated with uh, Russian intelligence. Uh, Gmail, uh, here's a quote from the report. We've seen evidence that Gmail accounts associated with the campaign were used to open accounts on other platforms. We, and parentheses, we have been sharing these details with other platforms. So they were using Gmail burner accounts to probably do fake, create fake accounts on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Google Plus, uh, they found that the Russians have never heard of Google Plus when the investigators uh, informed them about Google Plus. Uh, Sorry. The Russians laughed and laughed and laughed until Borscht shot out through their noses at the idea that they would actually try to exploit Google Plus to influence anybody. Uh, okay, I may have made that entire thing up. The actual quote was, we found no political Ouch. posts in English from state-linked actors on Google Plus, uh, although there were some posts in Russian and a very small number of non-political posts, again, from probably uh, again from state-linked actors. Publisher products, meaning earning money from AdSense, uh, no one's claiming that they were that they're there that these people's uh, motive was to make money off of uh, affiliate links. It was to again manipulate an election. But nonetheless, uh, we found less than thirty five dollars in AdSense. <laughs> exactly, that's, that's fine. Thirty five cent, thirty five dollars in AdSense and ad exchange revenue from ads on associated sites. So that's. I, I, if you if if you imagine that they must have had like a conference room meeting and they for or they had all the intelligence people saying tell you what we'll order in like Chipotle so everybody let's get your burrito orders and we'll cover these that's thirty five bucks there no uh, case but, yeah <laughs> yeah no no guac uh, but uh, it is it, Russell's right in that it's this is a serious thing uh, it's there are very few issues where uh, co the American Congress people. Can both the Republicans and the Democrats can attack the exact same thing and both win from this and get no political fallout whatsoever? Uh, you can't attack the gun lobby. You can't attack religion. You can't attack businesses. But if you say that Facebook is helped uh, the, the Russians influence an American election, yeah, that's a good way to <laughs> get face. That's good time to get FaceTime on uh, on the news on the news. Uh, Politico has some uh, <laughs> some quotes. Uh, uh, Virginia Democratic uh, top top Democrat on the Intelligence Committee, who's uh, heading up this investigation, Mark Warner, uh, said that uh, the big quote that I highlighted here is: "You have trans speaking to Google and Twitter and Facebook. You have transformed the way we do everything, from shopping to for groceries to growing our small businesses. But Russia's actions are further exposing the dark underbelly of the ecosystem you have created." So it's uh, Facebook and Twitter are the ones that are really facing the heat. As a matter of fact, uh, just I, th I think it was just today, uh, uh, Mark Zuckerberg actually had to uh, do a news release or just an announcement to shareholders saying that they're, they're legal required, legally required to amend previous reports that will affect uh, the profitability uh, of uh, Facebook. And he basically he announced that we are going to have to like put in brand new safeguards against further tampering. That's going to cost us a lot of money and that's going to affect future profitability, which doesn't mean that they're going to be in the hole. But if they if they project 
projected in the last shareholder call, we think that we're going to be making X dollars. And now they think that, well, it's going to cost us several million dollars to do this. They're saying, if you were, bake, if you were making your moves uh, on our company based on the idea that we will be, we're projecting making X dollars, we're now telling you we will be making X minus Y dollars, where Y equals the amount of money they're doing to A, safeguard American democracy from foreign influence, and also make sure that the government doesn't install new rules that make it harder for them to sell ads and track people. So it's it's going to be kind of rough. So there's a couple of things here, and my thoughts about it aren't completely outlined. So I apologize in advance, I guess. Um, <laughs> I think first I just want to say that I think it is really shameful, <laughs> these things that <laughs> that have sort of taken place. And I wanted to quickly share a quote that I actually posted on Facebook today because I am never, because I thought, let's just be Because you wanted the Russians this. to see it. Yes. Well, it was originally it posted. Plus profile, Flo. Bit weird. I'm sorry. We're interrupting. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was originally posted uh, by uh, Casey Newton from The Verge, but it's basically like a screenshot of notes from the hearings today. And this is from Diane Feinstein. But she said, I must say, I don't think you get it. You're general counsels. Yeah. You defend your company. What we're talking about is a cataclysmic change. What we're talking about is the beginning of cyber warfare. It's a major foreign power with the sophistication and ability to involve themselves in a presidential election and sow conflict and discontent all over this country. This is a very big deal. I got vague answers, and that just won't do. You have a huge problem on your hands, and the U.S. is going to be the first of the countries to bring it to your attention um, because you bear this responsibility. You created these platforms, and now they're being mis misused. I think that was really just that sort of last part was just really, I think, a powerful thing to say. It's it's really difficult, though, because as you had mentioned, Andy, before we launched into it, um, this is one of the few things that is getting a lot of uh, attention from our government. There's so many other things that... Uh, that are kind of out of place right now, but it's this and it's, it's sort of, it's kind of insane. Mm. <laughs> it's kind of insane because I don't know how to educate people in my life that this is happening. Um, I mentioned the Russian interference on Facebook to a couple people in my life and um, they didn't believe me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, you know, you have this sort of like working against you as far as Google goes. Though I will say, even though maybe the statistics show or the numbers show that Google didn't have as much to do with this as Facebook and Twitter, I could see why this is more natural of a thing to snowball on Facebook and Twitter because, first of all, Twitter, all we talk about are the terms of use, the terms of service, the, the fact that uh, you can get away with so much on the microblogging platform. And with Facebook, you know, there's privacy, but even though the privacy issues were somewhat addressed, we didn't address the content issues. I mean, I saw so much bad stuff. I still see bad stuff like coming through the pipelines on my Facebook feed from people in my everyday life. And I wish I could just pull everybody aside and say, you should not be reading that. But at the same time, <laughs> like I, I can't police, like that's not my job to do that. It's, it's Facebook and Twitter's job 
to do this. And I think it's also Google's job um, to ensure that, and I know this is very controversial for me to say out loud to, for some people, but I think it's, I don't think Google should be circulating uh Breitbart news in my Google feed. Uh, what I started new with the Google feed on um, when they switched over to the new UI. Uh, remember, all of our settings weren't really set up. Like we hadn't we hadn't taught it, you know, exactly what I wanted to see. So I was seeing everything from technology, and so I was getting like that section from Breitbart in my news feed. And it's just like, why is this here in the yeah. first place? This is not. This is not a source of news. Like this is propaganda. And that's the kind of stuff that was surfaced on Facebook and Twitter. So I think very much Google has a part in this. They, I don't know. I feel like this is a very unpopular opinion, but I feel like it should not surface links that are questionable from questionable sources with questionable. Like if the media is being, we're being so discredited by people in power, you know, I'm not trying to put all of like my faith in big companies, but I just feel like if they can help us, <laughs> like this would really help. Yeah. yeah like it's, hire it's, journalists it's, to do this. It's, we need it's, jobs. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a hard, it's, it's a hard thing to navigate. Cause I, I agree with you completely. There, are, there, are, uh, there are certain news sources there where the headlines just make me angry and not for the yes. subject matter but the fact that something horrible had happened and so like let's let's uh, there's the, the the 700 club is still in business somewhere and yeah it's, it's like, on free form it starts every night at 10 oh god and Just and, the, and the idea that there's, there's going to be a headline from the 700 club uh, whatever news feed that they have saying that oh well remember that that hurricane that blew the roof off your house here are the people and here are the the cultural groups in the United States that are responsible for it. That's God telling us how much they hate this group. It's like uh, I could, I really don't ever want to. I'm, I'm, it's, I'm not even. I'm, I'm, it's going to sound like I'm trying to be funny here, uh, but I'm really protective, at least of the first two or three hours of my day. I wake up. And I look at the the first thing I do is I read the comics because that's a wonderful start to my day, and it's it really does affect the rest of my day if the first thirty minutes of news I read are idiots, chowderheads, morons, hateful people, people who are trying to really tear everything good in this country apart by twisting every single possible news item and every single incident towards their own political or economic advantage. And that really makes me think that this is this is hopeless. We are never going to make it as a, as a society or as a species because of these people. On the other hand, I would it would be great if I could get a certain amount of refinement from Google. Like if if, if I were to say from here is a here is Breitbart News or here is the Drudge Report or here is Fox News. Uh, like Fox, actually, Fox News is probably the best example here. I don't want to get my information from Fox News because, yeah, there's definitely a spin there. However, I'm interested in finding out how Fox News is spinning something because they are so influential and they're such an important news source mm -hmm. for so many people. But I don't. I want to make sure that Google understands why I'm reading this news source because I want to. It'd be, it'd be great if there were some sort of. Uh, uh, now, now I'm I'm thinking of some really stupid Hollywood 
uh, computer interface where I can decide I want to I want to slide to the left here because I want to start looking at as I'm reading this article from the Washington Post or the Boston Globe I want to know how this other source is commenting on this exact same thing because I kind of want to see how they're reacting to this as well um, I think it's, I, I think it's dangerous to it, it's it's dangerous to curate a news feed that only tells you things from the point of view you want to hear about but you even want to hear about things i will even occasionally want to hear about things that are patently wrong because i want to know that the next time i met like a big big family wedding and i'm meeting a cousin's new girlfriend and i have to okay so they're going to be saying that we faked the the, the new jfk <laughs> release documents prove from a fact like okay so i got to be ready here's the one sentence that i will be able to say to challenge her version of events so that my head doesn't explode while not creating a Donnybrook that will cause me to never be invited to any family event ever again. It's, it's complicated and it's, what can I say? What can I say other than it's 2017? (laughs) This is, this is part of the problems of 2017. I hate, I hate that 2017 is being such a jerk in so many ways. I feel like we should take a break (laughs) before we get back into it. Um, because this is, uh, we do have bills to pay. (laughs) So (laughs) still. (laughs) We do. And we, we do have our second sponsor here as well. So this episode of material is brought to you by Squarespace. You can enter the offer code material at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. Uh, maybe you want to create an online store or a portfolio or blog, uh, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that lets you do just that. There's nothing to worry about installing or patching or upgrading or whatever. This is the the complete opposite end to our previous sponsor. If, if you just want a simple website that you want to put on the internet, Squarespace is for you. Um, they have an award-winning 24-7 customer support uh, people sort of on hand there. Uh, they let you quickly and easily grab the domain name that you want and they have all these award-winning templates that you can choose straight off. So if this sounds interesting to you, Squarespace plans start at just $12 a month. Uh, you can start a trial with no credit card at all by going to squarespace.com. Com. Uh, when you decide to sign up and you use the offer code material to get 10% off your first purchase, you get to show your support for this show and uh, the rest of Relay FM as well. So we want to thank Squarespace for their support. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. So I kind of want to circle back to what we were talking about because it's a pretty big deal and it's something that here in the United States, at least, we've been talking a lot about just, um, I mean, hello, our election was interfered with. I am just sort of curious. I feel like the big discussion here is related to the fact that as Google users, we not only have chosen a uh, content ecosystem. Not only have we chosen like hardware and the way like we view and uh, engage in content, but we've also chosen uh, the way that we get our information because we're because we have Google. That is how a lot of people get their information, except for maybe the tiny sliver that use like some other search engine because it just happens to be the default on the browser. Sorry, Bing. Uh, um, you know, <laughs> ouch. It's the it's the Google Plus of search engines. Yes. Oh, <laughs> it's not, it's it has a nice interface. Um, Russell, I'm curious. You being Australian, you are, of course, a political ally. So yeah, we got a war with you guys. You. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm kind of curious about your perspective. So I was just sort of um, thinking about what I said about content being um, controlled by Google, like how would you feel having your, because this is a problem here 
I don't know that everybody else is going to be that open to Google coming in and, you know, editing content and like, you know, deciding what gets more weight over what doesn't. I mean, I guess they already do that anyway with their algorithm, if you think about it, because hello, our entire careers have shifted to gaming the system, (laughs) the algorithm to try and get our articles in front of more eyes. But yeah, I'm curious, like, Russell, what you think of it as an outsider, just kind of looking in, seeing the frustration, hearing the frustration in our voices (laughs) and, you know... (laughs) It's, it's an interesting question, right, because I look at this both as a European and I guess I identify a little bit as European. I, I was born there, like I lived some of my life there. I, I did schooling there and stuff and also as an Australian. So two two sort of completely different parties, very external to the US. US. And I guess the – I won't mention the country, but the country that I was born in had state-run media. So there was state-run radio stations, there was state-run TV stations, there were state-run newspapers, and this was the way you influence people. You put out programming that that states your message the way you want it to be said. Whether it's true or not didn't really matter. You just this is the messaging we want to get across. This is the mediums that we want to get it across on, and these were highly influential. Like you found everyone over a certain age. Um, in Europe, watch this stuff, right? And they'd sit down and they'd just take it all in. And yeah, they they did a lot of critical thinking. You know, Europeans pride themselves on that. But at the same time, that that stuff rubs off, off on you. And I guess this is the interesting part about sort of crossing past over the year 2000 and onwards is that that stuff is still important to a whole generation. But the next generation is getting all this stuff from, from your Googles, from your Facebooks, from your Twitters, from all these other things that are essentially, they're not they're not content platforms as such. Like Facebook doesn't really make content. Google does, sort of doesn't make content. They sometimes pay for it, they're ignoring that side of it. But they're more like the platforms that these things happen on. And it it is a little bit worrying to to know that there's these huge, you know, corporations actually managing this stuff. Like I'm, I'm with you too. I, I see the perspective of there's a whole bunch of news stories. We have the same here in Australia. We have certain news outlets that I'm like, please just never, ever, ever, ever show me a news story from these outlets because but I don't want to name any names but it's just like there's just garbage on there. Like there's things that either aren't true or just are just – just yeah, I don't want to get into it. But the whole idea of, of being able to curate that is good. But the whole idea of having a giant corporation, and these are a lot of these are American-based corporations. So that's the other thing to take away is that from someone who's outside of that system, this is the, the Facebook, Google, Twitter. These are all basically American corporations that operate with American morality, if you want to think of it like that. So it is a little bit worrying to think of them curating stuff. I, I still think they they should, but there's always that concern in the back of my mind that, you know, should the administration keep changing or maybe stay as it is even, like the the things that they start curating down the track as new people start coming into these companies. And we we saw this. We, we saw, I wouldn't call it a movement, but we saw a few people inside Google um, a few months back, you know, being discontent yeah. about, oh, you know, this is this is our point of view and we're precious snowflakes and this mm-hmm. is how we see the world and we feel so persecuted. And I, I completely don't agree with that point of view, by the way, but it exists, right? And there's, there's a group of young people growing up that potentially will be in some of these companies influencing some of these algorithms. And that scares the heck out of me. I've got to tell you, like, there's a lot of stuff I don't understand about America, but I look at that and I'm like, man, what, what happens 10 or 20 years from now when some of these kids grow up and they're the ones running all these algorithms? Because as much as you want to say it's machine learning, it's AI, it's all this stuff, at the end of the day, they're still humans a programming human programs this stuff. It. Yeah. And humans a have human biases. programmed those robots. Yeah. And that scares me. I mean, th- there is a really interesting podcast, which I will point people to. Um, it's on Marketplace which I don't know if that's a big thing in the US or not. It is Molly Wood and Kai Rizdahl. They make a podcast yeah, called yeah. Make Me Smart. I'll put a link to that in the show notes because I find as someone who's external to the US, I find that podcast super interesting because they, they go into depth about all the political um, sort of and, and as it intersects with the worlds of technology, I guess, the, the politics and the technology. And Molly came up with this great concept that I really like is she's basically 
of the opinion that a lot of these companies are so big now that they basically are influencing like culture and morality and all sorts of other things just by the virtue of being so big and it's almost on them to actually do some of that curation because once you're that big and that influential like you're actually literally influencing like the culture of nations like it's it's on you to maybe be a little bit careful about the things that you surface and the, the things that you show people because it's it's I don't think it's it's hyperbolic to say that literally they have that kind of influence and it's it's kind of beholden on them to actually take that into account when they're designing all these systems yeah it's it's super difficult. As a matter of fact, that's part of what I think uh, Google and Facebook and uh, Twitter are trying to head off during all this uh, congressional inquiry. Uh, they're, the Congress is making the point that look, you're responsible for the level of danger, the level of damage that can be inflicted in so many different ways through your services means that you are you are responsible for what happens on your services whereas the modern internet was allowed to flourish and take its uh, initial form based on the principle that so long as you get rid of stuff after it's been posted you don't have to take editorial control or editorial responsibility hmm. for what people post on on your message board or what uh, people uh, uh, share on a blog that uh, they made with your platform. But now there, we seem to be entering a new category where, again, the amount of damage that uh, can be done through Facebook, through a concerted and very smart effort, is such that maybe we need to revisit that. And another principle here that we need to revisit is, is that Google has been reassuring people uh, or trying to assuage the uh, the creepiness factor of their services, saying that all of our policing is being done by robots. We are definitely going to when like the, the way that the the way that the newsfeed is uh, the newsfeed is managed is Terminator. that we're yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now we're talking T one thousand. We're talking about <laughs> robot police. Uh, if collectively we've we've put out a statement saying that. Uh, we think that the Purple Party candidate is the best candidate, and we we support this piece of legislation. We are not. We do not have the power to influence the news feed to, and surface up articles that that say that because we. If you're saying that, and if you're saying that there are rogue elements inside of Google that are doing that, we're telling you it is not possible. We have algorithms that are neutral that choose things for you. They can only choose things based on what you're doing. No human has ever touched uh, what's going on in your news feed. Uh, and we have to, and that has been the what they consider a saving grace. They are, but the problems that you run into are when you have a a problem that is easily solved by an algorithm, but is and another problem that is more properly solved by a human being. Like you've mm. seen uh, contra easy controversies in the past with Facebook, where my God, why is why are, why is a breast cancer survivor face group Facebook group had like all these pictures deleted? Why did this breastfeeding group have pictures deleted? Well, because they 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 post pictures of of uh, bare female breasts. They had pictures of nipples, and that's the reason why that's an easy violation. And so, well, why, how come this piece of hate speech has been allowed to be posted? Now, there are deep cultural problems within these institutions that make that happen as well. But this is not something that a robot can very easily be trained to recognize. How much of this is is akin to trash talk between two, a, a Yankees fan and a Red Sox fan versus somebody who really wants to put fear in this other person? It's something that any human being can recognize in eight in eight 
eight milliseconds, but how do you program a robot to t get that cultural difference? And there's so much traffic on Twitter and Facebook on Google that you can't hire enough people to look at that. And even if you did, what a hell of a job. They already have people who have to look at, who have to look at porn all day long and have to look at pictures of violence all day long. They do. And they need and they need counseling. Yeah, I'm not joking. They they need they No, they, I, they, I have they, a friend who did that. Yeah. And it's P, it's, it's it's PTSD all, all day long. So it's this is a I really feel as though we're kind of like at a cultural inflection point where we're being forced now to have a long hard conversation with us ourselves and say what are we okay with just like a long time ago we had a long conversation and decided that you know what we hate the idea of criminals going free particularly violent criminals but we really don't want to have a justice system in which we presume guilt and someone has to prove themselves innocent we're going to go with innocent until proven guilty that was a choice we made we could have gone the other way we didn't uh education for all children free again that didn't necessarily have to happen as a choice we made we decided as a culture this is what we want and we have a brand new thing called the internet that is uh there are barely people who can drink now who uh who were born before uh, uh born the before the internet was created that is a not even a blink of an eye in, uh, in evolutionary time or even the the, the history of, uh, of a country, but we're going to have to have these conversations. Are we okay with leaving ourselves open to manipulation if it means that we can say that we are email service provider, no human being who might see something and harm us with the information that this person has collected going rogue can possibly do this? Or are we okay with, again, bad people gaming this system to either introduce us to news that we wouldn't have seen otherwise or influence our thinking. It's I, I'm not even presuming what the correct answer is. I'm just saying that this is going to be a, this is going to have to be a really important topic of cultural discussion for many years to come. And scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I almost wish I had a time machine so I could go forward 200 years and see how we resolved all this stuff because I think this will be an inflection point in history that people look back on and they're like, look what happened here, like this whole technology. Really yeah, I do because the, the internet future? is like. Because then you have to like, what if it's bad? What if it's good though, Fire? What if it's good? What if it's good? Yeah. I, I'm just hoping it's good. And they're looking back and they're like, look, there was this technology that connected the entire world and it caused a lot of upheaval. But you know what? The Google's human aloe. Oh, yeah, the, sorry. That's right. Aloe takes off in the, the year 2300 or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> After 25 please. messaging apps all fall like at the wayside. <laughs> the collapse, slow and sudden collapse of WhatsApp. Take that WhatsApp, iMessage, <laughs> Facebook Messenger, hello. The one. True messaging platform. Maybe I, no. Allo is coming back, if only because they're going through. Google's going through so many messaging gaps. They will run out of words that can be used or perverted to mean a messaging <laughs> gap, and just by accident, they'll it's come true. back around circularly back to Allo. <laughs> and because it, and because it, it died a deathly death where nobody remembers it <laughs> in eight years. Like I don't know why Allo is is is. It seems familiar somehow. Say, so, oh, you're, you're probably thinking about that old uh, British uh, sitcom. Hello, hello. Oh, that must be it. <laughs> no, no, we've never we've never used that for a product before. Go ahead, register. There'll be a linguist in the room, and she'll be like, you know what? In a lot of cultures, when you pick up the the video phone or whatever is around there, and you know what they say? Hello, like it's hello, hello, hello. It's it's just so universal. We should we should use this brand, and then it'll be back, people. 
again, you're you're dating your again again uh, uh, lovely listeners. We get to see each other. You don't get to see us. But this is <laughs> when he said when Russell said hello. Though he actually like made a fist and held it up to his ear once again. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's another one of those things that's going to be the bar the board like the record scratch. That's going to be one of those things that uh. Grandpa, what why did you put your fist up to your ear when you were like <laughs> telling you about how the how you, when you ask your ask great grandma for, for grandma for a first what? date. What, what, like, what was okay. your other hand sort of twirling a cord like this? And and what, why did it take so long to type eight numbers into the... We have seven numbers. We have eight. They used to take longer to spin dial into that. I used to get really good at like flicking that thing really fast. Probably the kids have no idea what I'm talking about, but phones used to have rotary dials on them, kids. We'll have to actually, actually, we can make ourselves. Here, here's my advice to everybody listening: We can, when that day comes, and it's definitely coming, we can make ourselves sound really cool. Saying the reason why you don't understand this is that we were using this special technology where the government couldn't trace us, no corporation or mega corporation could trace us. We could make a phone call, and nobody knew what had happened. There was no record left behind, unless they snuck into our house and bugged it. Or they were Martha uh, in the telegraph office connecting the wires, like she was listening in too. But oh yes, let's not yes, go there. Or it was Martha. <laughs> or, or, there, or we'll say the, the only people—the only people who could listen were the other members of our local underground cell, <laughs> or anyone else in the house who picked up the phone. That used to be a classic. You get up, I'm on the oh, phone. Get you off, guys. You don't even know how much trouble I got in. As a or, kid. Or, you, or you hear the breathing and you're like, I know you're there. Like, and it'd be like your brother oh, or sister. Oh crap! My dad's on the phone. And you know where that one goes. It's so bad. Anyway, thanks, Dad. Uh, see, we ended on a high note, I feel. There you go. So, dear listener, that's, that's probably a great place to, to wrap the show. I feel like we've ended on a high note, which, which is really good after all that. I mean, I don't want to call it depressing talk. It's just serious talk. And I think it's, serious it's, talk, right. it's good talk to have sometimes. You can't, you can't fill your life with, you know, crazy outlandish stuff all the time. Sometimes you have to sit down and, and be serious. So I'm really glad we did. So, uh, Andy, if people want to find out more about the kind of things you do, where, where should they go for both the serious and the non-serious stuff? Uh, spell my last name correctly and you get to get access to my Twitter feed and my Instagram and my blog. Both are at Anatko, at Anatko, and Anatko.com, respectively. Uh, and the tech stuff that I write for pay appears on the Chicago Sun-Times site at suntimes.com. And Flo, I believe you have a last name that's really hard to spell, so you've used your first name in a lot of places. Yes, my first name is Flo. My last name is Ion. Cool. Actually, my world, first name way. is Florence Ion. And thank you. That's why I didn't change it. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> um, if you need to find me, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Oh That Flow is where I post things. I promise I'll update my website. <laughs> I'm any hoping to do now. it this weekend. I know, any week now. I, I swear I'll do it this weekend. Before Thanksgiving? <laughs> is that the next holiday that's coming up? Am I right? Did I get that right? Yeah, we've got a Thanksgiving holiday coming up. We do. Look at me. I'm all American. If you want to find out just how American I am, you can go to Rusty Shelf on Twitter, and that's where you find me. Um, you'll find our show at relay.fm slash material. Um, you'll also find all the show notes in there. You'll find cool uh, links to email us and also to our membership page. So if you want to kick us you know, money, we, we love money. We won't lie. We're, we're a capitalist society. Yes, we all come from um, Eastern Europe and you know it's rooted in communism or whatever, but you just end up loving money. That's just, just, just how the, the Western people have got to us. That's how they've got to us. So we want to thank you so much for uh, listening to this episode, 123 of Material. And until next week, das Vitania.
Das Fidan, ja, das Fidan Redina, sei ja, das jetzt geht was vor. <lacht>